Hello and welcome to another episode of the Paper Pencil Podcast Season 2. I am Sparnavo, the host of this show and here I get to have lovely conversations with people from around the art world. If you enjoy listening to this episode, do consider subscribing to the podcast and do the amazing job of telling your friends about the show. Now you can also follow us on Instagram to stay updated on the upcoming episodes and uh, you know some other stuff. The page name on Instagram of course is Paper Pencil Podcast to make sure to follow it and of course uh, you know tell your friends about that. Now today I will be sharing this space with Ruchi Ruchi Chauhan aka Arty Pants uh, Pants with double s of course is an acrylic artist from Mumbai. She comes from the ad world having spent a bunch of years as a copywriter. She did what every artist pretty much wants to do at some point in their lives. Would you like to take a guess what that is? Of course, she planned to leave her job and become a full-time artist and guess what she did? So Ruchi, welcome to the Paper Pencil podcast and I would love to know how that decision panned out for you. Hi Swar first of all thank you so much for having me here it's it's really an honor uh like you know <laughs> no i've literally been like following you much before actually like taking art uh, more seriously i've been following you since a very long time and this is really you know it's an absolute delight to be you know sitting here and having a conversation with you right now So, trust yeah. me it's absolutely a mutual <laughs> feeling here it's absolutely a mutual feeling here and also today both of us i don't know if you noticed both of us are wearing orange so yeah the yeah. mutuality <laughs> increases i don't know if that's even a word for the matter but yeah welcome yeah i know i've been like i mean you and i have been talking on instagram for such a long time i i, I honestly i don't even remember because it's been so long and you know i'm so used to seeing your name pop up on my screen pretty much every time i open instagram and finally today we get to have this conversation yeah so i'm i'm absolutely looking forward to that and you know um of course congratulations you know on the things that you've been doing of course i can see uh, you know you've been making a big impact with your artwork as well i do see a lot of people you know um kind of uh, uh, reciprocating the kind of uh, stuff that you put out there and people liking it as well so that's of course a big deal um of course in today's algorithm era but uh, yeah all of that will come to later but you know ruchi why don't you take us through your journey you know i know that you uh, did actually end up uh, you know leaving your job and going into art full time uh, i'm sure a lot of us listening here today even me for that matter i do have that plan of doing that someday you know that's that uh, dream the wish the main thing to do right so uh, take us through your journey i know you're from mumbai but uh, yeah i would love to know more about you and you know how did you get into this whole thing and um, yeah just just take it over from here yeah so uh, basically i am an acrylic artist and uh, so to just give you you know a gist of how it all started i have been uh, drawing and painting since i was a kid like i did all those elementary and intermediate mm. tests and everything but i was not that great that time you know and plus i my brother and my father they are like really good they are like natural artists you know they they were like sort of born with oh, wow. talent and i uh, used to always think that you you have to be born with it like if if you don't have it then mm-hmm. you are like you're a mediocre you know like not that great and so i it right. took me a while to actually like realize and understand that more than being born with 
something like born with the talent it's about developing a skill and it's more about how Correct. much you're interested in it like if you're like really interested in it you're going to go for it and with time you're going to definitely you know you need not be born with something is what i'm the point that i'm trying to make so that took me mm-hmm. a little bit of time to get to it so uh, coming back so i was not that great and i never thought it my wildest dream that I, you know in future someday i'm going to like leave my full time job or something and pursue art as a career right. that was never in my books but uh, as it turned out like i uh, it's like a it's like a little funny story so i've been married and my husband mm-hmm. told my husband that uh, you know i used to paint and i used to like painting you know like just like the passing hobby types i've mm-hmm. had to him so he gifted mm-hmm. me an acrylic art set on my birthday and i was like why oh. are you gift why did you nice. gift me this i have not been painting since years what am i going to do with this i don't see myself like i was pretty much into my corporate scenario and i was like i'm not going to find time to right. like you know like like a very bad wife i was throwing tantrums that why did you give me this that i'm not going to use <laughs> so i was pretty much convinced <laughs> i'm going to return this and i'm going to order something else oh shit so i was pretty much convinced i'm going to do hmm. it but i let the gift be for like a, like a good like two three days or i don't know how much and a weekend came and i was like you know what let me just let me just try i mean what will happen i won't use it it will just be lying around in the corner so something in me I, and mm. i'm so glad that whatever that force was that you know let me you know actually sit nice. and open that acrylic set and things changed like i watched a very random youtube tutorial where they just taught how to paint a background or you know very simple tutorial for mm-hmm. beginners and once i started painting mm-hmm. and i was i was literally blown away i was like okay uh, i don't know how first i'm not that great at drawing so i can't literally draw i'm mm-hmm. good at painting stuff so for drawing i mm-hmm. i thought i don't know how to draw that well so i'm not going to be that great at it but when i actually started painting mm-hmm. i realized with time that uh, that i really love this thing i mean i may not be great at it at this point but i want to like really right. get into this and you know i want to give it some more time and since that weekend every weekend i am not even kidding every weekend i will mm. sit and watch tutorials after tutorials and you know i really got into it and nice. uh, i would look forward the whole week it had become like that you know uh, light outside the tunnel like i would sit through like i would pass oh, the entire wow. week <laughs> pass the entire week looking forward for to that weekend. weekend yeah looking forward to paint and you know like watch tutorials and i'm uh, sure your to- husband got a lot of free time because of all of this your husband <laughs> got a lot of free time like i must say he's quite smart that way yeah that was a good he's plan quite smart for him. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah he still wants to like half that credit you are you know you've taken this up and you're pursuing this dream because of me so give me all the credit <laughs> so but yeah he does have a oh, very very nice. hand in this so that is how i started behind uh, what, what, wait what is that quote again what is that quote again behind every behind successful every... <laughs> artist is a husband or something of that sort nice report because you know, i think you are also going to be that person i'm sure <laughs> so yeah getting oh. coming back uh, i uh, so this was around like 7 8 years back when i started painting and mm. uh, 
all of that and for around like four or five years i would keep doing that. i was quite consistent touch wood like of course there used to be mm-hmm. weekends where i did miss it but overall if i'm not painting mm-hmm. i'm at least watching tutorials like even when i'm traveling to work right. uh, i would like really sit and mm-hmm. you know look at different artists and you know spend time understanding you know how they do things the way they do and mm-hmm. uh, so that i always had this in the back of my mind that what if i get to do this every day like you know i was so like into it that my interest in art only grew from then and that is how mm-hmm. like with time i mean it's not that i hated my job i'm not one of the, those who hated their jobs a lot and that is right. why they switched right. i was pretty much right. okay with uh, copywriting in itself i was a copywriter and i was almost like 7 8 mm-hmm. years and uh, i was working for 7 8 years before i left it so in itself copywriting was a pretty creative job and uh, I did enjoy exactly. that. Exactly. That Any, anything, anything that you wrote, uh, anything that you created, that uh, you know, me maybe or the audience would know. Any any very famous copy that you wrote. Uh, <laughs> no, I was not like Fena Helena or something of that sort. <laughs> no, 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 no. So I was a copywriter in a digital media agency. <laughs> so those annoying ads that you see when you're scrolling through stuff on <laughs> website. So I was the person behind that, not the famous ads that you see on oh my God. TV commercials. But yeah, in its own way, right. that was also pretty much fun, you know, like whatever scope we had. Of course, of course. Like you are media. given a problem statement and correct. And the idea is you are given a problem statement and you are supposed to, you know, find a creative solution to it, which is yeah. anyway a very creative outlet, I would say. Like, you know, uh, right. getting that. And um, I don't know, maybe we, maybe we can, you know, Rochi, you and I can talk about this uh, later or even now for that matter. Uh, I know we'd be digressing from your story, but I promise we'll come back. Um what do you think about this like like you know the whole idea of uh, let's say in copywriting i'm sure your clients would come and give you a problem statement or you know uh, an agenda that they have and the idea is through your words through your sentence you are uh, or you as a copywriter or any copywriter is supposed to you know convey that message and get that agenda uh, completed right now that means that you're starting off with a problem statement that has been given to you which is a set of uh, a problem statement i would say is a set of boundaries also that is given to you and from there you get a starting point to create something now um as a creative person like regardless of you know artist or uh, you know a copywriter or anything as a creative person who creates stuff uh do you think it is important for people to or you as an artist or creator to um start off with a problem statement in mind or do you think you work best when you don't have any problem statement and you know uh like it, everything is open and you can literally pick and choose anything uh no i think there has to be some problem that you are addressing to like there has to be some hook mm-hmm. like you know that this is the thing that is like is sort of a hurdle and we are here to help you with so and so Correct. solution so yeah i mean it should address something like why do you need it that the why should be strong enough Correct. like when you are when you are presenting something but do you think that translates to art as well let's say when you are making your acrylic paintings on the canvas do you think that translates to your art as well today uh actually it depends on how you're approaching it like if you have an idea in mind mm-hmm. you know that has some mm-hmm. social 
message or i would say hmm. or you want to like hmm. express something uh then of course that that can be a very good approach you know like you are you are you are sort of uh addressing the why of a certain issue but i would say that it necessarily right. need not be in uh, you know all your paintings or all your approach some of them can like for example uh, if i'm painting a landscape art so i am proper, uh, like mm-hmm. painting it the way i see it there is actually i mean there's no i'm not addressing any issue or anything i'm just painting Correct. it the way i see it so yeah it, it really Correct. varies it, from it's a way of documentation Yeah, it depends on what your approach is, what your Makes mood sense. is, what you want to paint, and makes sense. So yeah, you know why I kind of uh, decided to go into this subject right now is because yeah. uh, this is something which I've been facing lately. So um, pretty much the entire year this year, and I'm talking about 2022. Um, you know, I have been uh, humongously lucky to you know be able to work on my dream projects like. uh if people listening also and and ruchi i know you also listen to the podcast so if anybody remembers you know in season 1 i was uh going on and on about you know i want to do children's book illustration and i want to walk yeah. into a store one day and see my book over there and all of that stuff it worked out for me right and and things just fell in to, uh, to the in place perfectly and you know i'm yet to of course go into a store because it's been a while but yeah it's on amazon and you know i know that dream is like almost like come true it's almost there it's almost you know in in within an arms reach for me but i'll tell you what happened uh, throughout this year i was working on these books right and you know uh, when you're working on books let's say you have an author right and yeah. uh, let's say this author writes something and you know there is a there is a story to it and as an illustrator you're trying to visualize that story right you're trying to um, imagine think of it and put it into pictures so as to give it that uh, that that language or that dimension as well now after uh, working like that for the entire year uh you know when the books ended when the book projects all got completed and everything was done and the next day when i opened my ipad or you know i opened a new canvas to think of okay let's make something i could not make anything because i was like what do i make because i don't have a starting point anymore if you if you yeah. get what i mean right i don't yeah, have yeah, yeah. like a, a two lines that are written that i have to visualize and kind of put it for thing and thankfully you know by that time inktober came in and i was like oh thank god for inktober because there again for the next 31 days i was sorted because every day there was something that i could draw towards right and yeah some subject correct some prompt some some starting point for me because i don't know like uh, not that i had a problem with it before but if today you give me a you know a, a pencil and paper and say okay draw and nothing else so yeah. you just say draw i think my brain would take a while to figure out what to draw and yeah. then you know process that whole thing or like you said maybe you know i would want to think of a um i don't know an imaginary problem statement and try and uh illustrate that or you know work towards a creative way of showing that but yeah um yeah. i don't know this is a question that i'm um i would say tackling or thinking about a lot these days that um do i as an artist always need a starting point or uh do i if i don't have any starting point given by somebody else uh it may be an author it may be an whoever or it may be jake parker with his inktober prompts um do i have to like necessarily go and create my own problems to then go and solve it with my art so yeah i i know that that's just a you know uh, an inception sort of a conversation within a conversation no, but i completely but, um, yeah i completely yeah. feel you because i think 
most of the artists they have this sort of a of an art block i would say i don't know what to name it mm-hmm. but yeah even if i have gotten like a line of uh, uh, you know artworks uh, that i have to make for my clients once i'm done with that lot huh. i am again okay now that i'm done now i'm completely by myself i can do what i want i wait for it and when i actually <laughs> get to the point i am lost i like what do i paint now <laughs> so yeah that happens with me and, yeah. and i have taken a small approach uh, that works sometimes i would hmm. say like uh, if at any point mm-hmm. whatever ideas i have i do make a note of it or if i like mm-hmm. anything that right. i see i do like uh, you know like make a sort of a deck of it and i can come back to it and then mm-hmm. create stuff that can be like a starting point just to get my brains running just to get into the flow. makes sense makes so sense that is you know uh, fan- uh, like fancy that you mentioned that yeah so fancy that you mentioned that you know um i found out i think this is last year i found out in case you're interested and also for the listeners if you're interested last year i found out something called an art prompt generator so if you go to google okay. and type these words art prompt generator uh, what happens is there are these multiple websites which have these online generators okay so you go there and you just click on generate that's all there's only one button you click on generate and then it will give you a prompt right okay. and the, uh, what i figured out is they generally have a list of words and they mix and match the word randomly and put it together so sometimes you know it will be something very common like let's say a white sheep which is very common right. but then it can yeah. be something very weird like you know um i don't know a sheep eating an onion or something like I, that's okay. the first thing i don't know why it came to my mind but but you get the idea sometimes it's very vague and ambiguous and funny and you know fantastical and that probably forces you to think so there are a bunch of these generators out there some even have a filter like you know you uh, let's say you want to make a character ruchi okay yeah, like yeah. in my in my line of art i do make a lot of character designs right so yeah. i can actually go select character and i click on generate it will give me a character description that will give me mm-hmm. a starting point to think about and then illustrate and for a personal practice i feel that's amazing so yeah, uh, in case you guys are interested of course there are a bunch of them yeah right and a bunch of them so uh, just just google up uh, art prompt generator um, it it'll be like you know a list that they will keep uh, giving you and and you can make something out of that but yeah the yeah. only problem that i have faced with that is you should challenge yourself that whatever comes first i will make that otherwise what happens is you click on generate something comes up and you're like nah i don't like that let's click generate uh-huh. again so then you go into that loop or you know that rabbit hole of just clicking generate 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 and it keeps yeah. coming and you don't like anything versus yeah. let's say when you are doing inktober for that matter you know that today it is this so i have to do this there is no other option so i think yeah. that also that boundary works uh, for me at least but yeah anywho yeah. anywho a, a lot about this let's let's come back to your conversation uh, you know um i had two more questions to ask you before i take you back or i allow you to go back to your journey ruchi um so um, you know um, you mentioned this that you know uh, uh, you wanted to order something else when your husband gave you that uh, particular thing and you wanted to order something else yeah. what would that else have been i i, I would be very interested to know what if not that art set what it would just be a very meaningless materialistic thing <laughs> it could just be like a very stupid <laughs> earring or a, you know i don't know what i would have traded oh, if sure. i would have done <laughs> i would have traded my dreams for a stupid <laughs> pair of jeans <laughs> i'm so glad i didn't do that <laughs> 
but that oh, is such yeah. a deep meaningful thing right i would have traded my dreams for a pair of jeans that <laughs> is so deep my god that is so deep if you think about it anyway so that was <laughs> one question and i want to ask you another question uh, before we move back to your journey so when you were uh, you know talking about this you said that uh, uh, the first time you did that over that weekend you saw that tutorial and you tried it out and you know you just loved it and then you couldn't wait for the next weekend and that was like the you know the light at the end of the tunnel for you um, and you said you you loved something about it so what exactly did you like about Let, let me ask you that like you know what was that something which kept drawing you back to that every weekend uh so actually uh, the one of the things was that i did not expect myself uh, to like it i mean it was more like i had a very mm-hmm. open mind and there was no pressure or anything that you know i have to do well or you know like my painting has to be perfect since i was trying right. it for the first time i was like this you know sponge that would take in whatever you know was i could soak in whatever i was looking at whatever i was learning so i had a very open heart and open mm-hmm. mind when i was trying it and uh, uh i was like able to sort of understand through the tutorials or whatever i was watching i was lucky enough to probably find the right kind of uh, they i would call them my mentors i mean they are the ones like the mm-hmm. tutorials that i watched they were sort of my mentors mm-hmm. and uh, i was lucky enough to find the right uh, you know mentors and whatever they were like teaching and i was able to sort of translate that on my canvas so it wasn't perfect right. but i was enjoying the whole process like the process itself like i was it. at that point i did not care so much about the end result to be perfect or anything i knew i'm just starting at it and i had over exceeded my expectations i was on a pretty like decently good paintings were coming off out of it and i was like pretty much <laughs> enjoying the whole process so i would just say to anyone who is just starting out to not have like a bunch load of pressure to like you know uh, really when right. you're painting something and most of the artists they look at other artists and learn like right when they're beginning so they take right. that as you know like that, yeah, my painting should be exactly like what i'm looking at so it it sort of builds a lot of pressure on them and i would like really like push people to not have that kind of pressure like don't have that pressure on yourself when you're doing it just just you know it's everyone has their own journey and their own learning points their own curve right so yeah just start off with enjoying the process right so the journey versus the destination conversation right and and i agree that you know um, and often that happens a lot i i see this with a lot of people around me and uh, you know uh, i think for me it also took a lot of practice so you know um, i think last year again this is uh, to do with the podcast last year i, rem- uh, I remember talking to this one lady uh, uh, from maharashtra again uh, samitha uh, studio name goes by thamisa studio and she is a linocut artist she is a she is a printmaker and you know after going after talking to her and you know after going through her work is when i realized that i loved what she is doing right the whole art form of linocut and you know uh, making a whole uh, you know a, a print out of the whole thing it's it's something which i really was fascinated by i even gave it a shot and of course 
because you know of course because of other projects i haven't been able to go back i would love to go back but then uh, you're right like you know initially i had to fight that urge to make things look perfect a lot and actually focus on the process and getting better at that skill versus getting you know getting it right first time and getting it amazing getting an amazing thing right out there so i think i think that's that's a very important thing uh, would you like to name a few of the uh, you know youtube pages that you were following initially as tutorials which others may also look forward to yeah so one of them was painting by jane uh, she does mm-hmm. this really amazing job of breaking down the steps and you know especially for beginners mm-hmm. like i love tutors like uh, people who teach to not assume that ये तो बहुत सिंपल है ये तो आना ही चाहिए यू नो शी लिटरली लाइक ब्रेक्स इट डाउन टू द पॉइंट वेर वेरी ऑब्वियस थिंग्स आर एक्सप्लेन एंड स्टफ लाइक दैट सो या दैट शी वाज वन ऑफ द ट्यूटर्स एंड अनदर वन दैट आई रियली वॉच्ड अ लॉट वाज कलर बाय फिलिक्स कलर बाय फिलिक्स yeah so so the, i think that would yeah. be a great um, yeah, completing the circle for you right like you you started off watching yeah, uh, his work and then you kind of you know uh, it it worked so of course i i won't give spoilers right away for the listeners so of course you know we are going to talk about that so you know let's let's come back to you know the conversation that we are having initially about your journey uh, ruchi so yeah tell me so you were talking about the whole uh, job of copywriting that you were doing and the fact that you were not you didn't hate it you kind of liked it it was a pretty good uh, outlet of your creative energy uh, but then something happened yeah. let's let's continue from there yeah yeah so uh, of course i uh, had this urge of you know like l- taking a break sort of and you know like painting mm-hmm. uh, as much as i can like i was really looking for it but that itself was very overwhelming like you have a very secure job and you are sort of you don't hate it at, right. as much as well you know you are pretty much like okay with it you are getting your salary right. on time and you know every month you have a very steady thing going on <laughs> so uh, i mean i do right. get this question even on my own page like uh, but i would just say yes it's good to follow your dreams but there has to be a lot of thought process before you take any such step because you not everyone Absolutely. is uh, maybe you have a family that you have to like take care of and you are probably you should you need to have mm-hmm. that sort of backup and uh, you know like it has to be very well planned before you take a step like this so i wouldn't just say that follow your dream jump to it and no it has to there has to be a lot of backing to it mentally emotionally financially definitely not an instiasy movie is it yeah definitely i mean i don't want to like romanticize this whole thing that you know okay everything will be great oh, it's not like that you know in the first few months you might end up not earning anything at all like you know or or you, it may take time to for you to figure things out there are so many things that you have to like sort of trial and error i remember i messaged you i don't know if you remember i asked you can i depend on i think you spoke about it yeah <laughs> Yeah, we spoke about it, and you also had the same I, I thing going on. Said you know, no. I, I think I said no. Is that correct? Yeah. I don't remember, but I think I you, may have you said. You you said no. that you have to like, <laughs> you have to like figure things out. You were also like sort of uh, bouncing back the same emotion that you mm. know you have to like uh, mm. sort of do it together, and then once you find a space where you think it's working out, then you can uh, switch to you know completely depending. 
on yeah. art as a full time because yeah. even after le- i left my job i remember it was very overwhelming first of all that first two three months of mm-hmm. uh, after i left my job it was very overwhelming i didn't know what to do where to how to go about this whole thing and i was prepared that it will take some time but i was not very sure i second guessed and self doubt doubted myself you know like throughout till a very long time like you know should i be continuing this or should i like go back to right. you know looking for a job it wasn't easy there's a lot of uh, you know back and forth going on in mm-hmm. your head i'm being completely honest here and like painting like, a very clear picture Nick, that's true also ruchi and you know i i can imagine this as well like of course you know i have still not taken that jump and uh, i do plan uh, and i do have a very concrete plan in my head is at least what i feel uh, that you know four years i've given myself four years and uh, the next four years i will be taking that jump but you know i think uh, if if for the listeners also if anybody is planning or you know i'm i'm, I'm sure a lot of you are probably thinking right now or you have thought about this in the past as well uh, ruchi please probably have uh, you know talk about this for a few minutes and um, tell me because you've taken the jump recently and you know uh, let's let's talk about that uh, i think one of the major thing that uh, apart from of course you know your love for art and will you be able to sustain and all of that of course is there um one major factor is also the lifestyle that you currently have and the lifestyle that you would like to maintain in the future that answers a lot of your questions would you be uh, would you agree with me on that that you know the lifestyle because if i have a certain lifestyle and i'm used to that lifestyle where you know i do like to go out and eat pretty much 3 days or 4 days a week and i need to pay those bills as well uh, then maybe i need to strategize differently versus you know i am eating outside 3 or 4 days a week every week now uh, uh, and you know uh, i'm okay not doing that and eating dal rice uh, for the rest next 2 years i think that is also one of the major criteria do you think that's true the lifestyle and maintaining it yeah definitely there is a like a very big 360 degree change in the lifestyle but uh, to right. just before i get into that i do want to say that uh, uh, my intention to tell this is to paint a real picture but on the flip side the the kind it, it is so rewarding like what you're doing and uh, mm. you know you're doing it for your own self and you're doing it to mm. pursue your dream and uh, it that in itself is so rewarding that if if you are at it like you know if you're able to manage the other uh, blocks of the puzzle in the end it's going to feel very rewarding and you know you yeah. you can make a yeah. journey yeah. through you know like really sticking to it there has there so the it won't be like you know how we draw a graph where it's going to be a linear growth when you're on your own it's not going to be like that oh, yeah, absolutely. you will take two absolutely. steps up you will take one step down then again you will take probably 10 steps up then again 20 steps down so the it'll journey is a snake and ladder game like right that. it'll be a snake and ladder yeah, game yeah definitely definitely but in the end i think it does not matter if you win that game what is important is that you know you're 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 sort of doing what you love and to wake up with that feeling that you know mm-hmm. i am going to paint today i feel sort of really blessed and lucky that you know this has panned out or it is panning out the way uh, i want like the direction it is taking of course i have not reached that point where i'm like satisfied i you know where i am 
I still have a lot of things to do and mm-hmm. milestones to you know look for or try to achieve or reach a point where I feel mm-hmm. okay. I'm happy. I'm I, I'm not there yet, but yeah, I know it's moving in its own pace, <laughs> ups and downs included. So yeah, right. that that itself is like good enough for me as of now. And that's that's very important, like you said. And you know, uh, so far, uh, let's say the last twenty thirty minutes that we have spoken, I do see this coming quite a bit. That Ruchi, you are probably a person who is. uh you know you are more about the journey as a person than the destination because i'm i'm seeing this as a repeat, uh, repetitive pattern coming in your story so far that you are okay giving it that time you are okay uh, you know not getting it right the first time and you are okay not getting the results right away so i think that um i would say self awareness is also very important before you take that jump right like uh knowing yeah. that yes i am okay being patient for the next so many years and and then taking the jump versus just taking the jump because oh i want to and that's what everybody else is doing and then maybe yeah. figuring out that oh i'm not made for this oh shit i'm not made for this and i may want to kind of you know flip back and like you said you second guess yourself and you thought that okay uh, should i go and get another job maybe right and um, yeah. that's when uh, the self awareness will really uh, uh, help you out what do you think yeah definitely but if there is someone out there who wants to give this a chance and you may not be art it could be any other uh, form or any other like mm-hmm. maybe they want to be a dancer or a chef or anything whatever like whatever they want to do and if at some point they do realize that this is not they you know meant for them that is also completely okay if they want to switch back to that you know they they will be mm-hmm. left with no regrets later on i mean they knew that they tried they gave their 100% for xyz months or years or whatever and if they want to like get back to their routine that was there before the the, the steady life that they had right. that's also completely okay i mean everyone to each his own i mean whatever you feel works for you where your right. heart is at i mean go for it absolutely absolutely agree so yeah i think you know um, so in my day job and, and again i i know people know this so I, i'm a corporate trainer by day and you know in that we keep talking about this one thing which is about risk appetite okay so in in yeah. decision making we talk about something called risk appetite and the idea is about that you know not everybody has the same appetite for risk not everybody is as okay with okay. risk as the very next person and uh, yeah. so should you in this case be you know risk uh, you know uh, averse as in like oh my god i'm never going to take a risk or do you are you going to be somebody who's you know uh, just uh, uh, risk i don't know i don't even want to call it i don't know risk taking risk loving maybe like oh you know there's a well let me go jump into it <laughs> right now so neither of those yeah. are probably good maybe the uh, one of the best ways would be to be risk friendly which is taking calculated risk like before jumping just yeah, check correct. the water temperature and then decide okay do you want to do that and at the same time also knowing yourself like you know am i ready for that right now uh, you know a whole bunch of other things also come into the picture i i ruchi i you know don't you feel that you wish that this would have been an easier answer like an easier question to answer <laughs> So there are different factors, Mike. There are so many oh, layers God. at it, and each day and each like phase is different. You know, you may reach a phase where you're like, okay, I'm burnt out. Maybe this is not for me. That's okay. And you know, like if you are <laughs> at it and you love it more day by day, or you know, overall in the big picture, okay. when you look at your journey and you're loving it and you want to go for it, you want to like give it your complete hundred percent. You want to be at it, then. 
I mean, it's very important how motivated or how inclined you are to what you're doing, how much you love it, and mm. you know what's what headspace mm. you are in that plays a very big role. True. You know, another thing also that I feel uh, will uh, play a big role over here would be um, being okay with. changing your uh, plan in future i think that's also very important you know otherwise uh, so so there's this thing uh, you know so there's this one bias uh, so if, if you've heard about unconscious biases and all that there's something called consistency bias okay consistency bias basically says that um, you know we have this whole need to kind of if i've said something i have to stick to it for the rest of my life otherwise log kya kahenge sort of a thing right what will people think of me yaar this guy is a dal badlu like he's he or she is changing their uh, stance every single day uh, so the idea is you know um let's say uh, and, and i'm taking your example let's say you jumped t- took that jump took that leap of faith knowing that you want to do acrylic painting and that's your niche that's you know that's the thing that you want to be known for that's your uh, primary skill or whatever you want to call the passion or whatever right uh, then yeah. let's say two months down the line you realize that you know you, you kind of come across something completely different let's say you know you come across wood carving i'm just taking a random example right you come across wood carving and you suddenly fall in love with wood carving and now you want to do something with that it's okay to allow yourself i feel to you know make that change and not say oh no i came my plan was to do acrylic painting so to hell with wood carving i'm only going to do acrylic painting so i think that is also important right like being open Definitely, to that and yeah. being adaptive and allowing yourself to change because yeah don't like yeah. tomorrow you may like something else and that's probably okay right definitely i am more so an acrylic artist only but i do want to try my hands on digital art as, as well like i do want to start doing it. Mm-hmm. i i have also spoken to you about this that how do i start and you gave me like yeah exactly yeah that that, that is yeah <laughs> so yeah i i i keep coming to you with all my problems every time <laughs> So yeah, so and we we've had good chats around that as well. I do remember that yeah. we had like constantly good chats around that over the uh, years for that matter. True. Um, take it. So Ruchi, coming back, uh, let me let me take you back to your uh, you know uh, uh, job as um, I don't know a, a copywriter, and then so take me through that. So then what happens? So you decide that okay, you know I like this, I also like that. Uh, what yeah. can we do now? Yeah. So I uh, so this was twenty twenty. Okay, just January. before the mm. pandemic started when i had mm. left oh. my job and i oh. wanted to take a break so shit hit the fan mm. and then things happened like we all know and <laughs> uh, basically i was i had like you know a time where okay i knew i'm taking a break and i started painting every day and posting it on instagram which is when i had like just 275 followers mm. at that point and since i was mm-hmm. making art mm-hmm. uh I started posting. In fact, my first ten or fifteen posts were the paintings I made as a uh, farewell gift for my colleagues. So I was constantly posting oh, okay. that to begin with. Yeah, and uh, it started getting a good response. And uh, unexpectedly, like mm-hmm. I was getting a very positive feedback and love from the art communicate community, and I was really it it mm-hmm. it. it motivated me to keep at it you know i started posting more and uh, right. then it sort of sank in my lifestyle like i anyways i'm painting i want to post it on social media as well so uh, i started mm-hmm. doing Correct. that and uh, thankfully touchwood i got good response and my followers 
also started growing and i was sort of getting even orders and it like the it, the ship mm-hmm. started moving a bit and that also gave me a little bit hope that yes i can you know continue doing this and uh, yeah i mean the journey has been going that way so far i mean it's pretty much the same i mean i'm just at it now it's become part of my lifestyle it's become it's you know like literally sank in my routine right. where i'm painting and i'm also like uh, the whole instagram thing i'm fo- focusing mainly on instagram more than other platforms uh yeah that's mm-hmm. that's how it has been in a nutshell so far nutshell which we are talking about for 40 minutes <laughs> but yeah that's the just of oh, it oh no but absolutely <laughs> see that's the beauty ruchi that's the beauty of this question because you know i know i can just ask one question in, in the interview and the entire conversation would be about that but yeah that's exactly what the show is also about right but you know uh, so i think it's been 2 years for you in that case right so a little more than 2 years uh, doing this uh, you know i would like to know do you have a routine like you mentioned the word routine so do you have like a routine where you wake up and <clears throat> you know uh, 10 o'clock in the morning to 2 o'clock in the afternoon is painting time is it like that or uh, is it a little more open free flowing what is it like yeah it's a little more fluid depending on how uh, so i do make notes and i do plan my day in the morning itself mm-hmm. and i also mm-hmm. uh, have a little bit of routine where i uh, do I don't know how many of you are aware, but I do manifestation and all of that. So I take some ah, time to like, right. you know, thank, you know, show my gratitude to the universe, which has helped me so far. So all of that, and then I go to uh, I whatever orders I get, you know, I have that, and then I do mm. also make my personal paintings, which I you know like doing myself. And in between all of this, we are also shooting mm-hmm. for the reels. and uh, planning what the next painting is going to be so that's pretty much it i just break it into pieces and i also take workshops uh, where on saturdays and sundays where mm-hmm. uh, i have uh, like a batch of students who we paint together so i mm-hmm. you know take them through my whole mm-hmm. process and yeah so that's pretty much <laughs> yeah So, so this uh, uh, tutorials uh, is it like uh, you know one day only or are you looking? Because I'm I thought I uh, figured that you know you were doing something which is over a longer period of time with the same batch. Is yeah, yeah, it's 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 like a yeah, it's like a painting course of three months. So every Saturday and oh, Sunday wow. I have batches wow. happening. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and, and what all do you cover? uh so uh, there are two batches one is like a basic batch where we start from the beginning itself mm-hmm. uh for someone who has just begun since i know as a beginner how you know the the challenges that you face so that is where we start from right. for the beginners and uh, like going through every tiny detail of how you including how you hold a brush right because as a beginner you don't I, you know you don't know things you there's a lot to learn and grasp and uh, in in a lot more detail and uh, taking your own time getting feedback from a mentor right. so that is what i that is what the whole uh, sessions are that's about. amazing and then there is a level level up batch where it is for someone who's already uh, aware of the medium i would say and want to like just mm-hmm. better off their skills or at least keep practicing so we are doing that in the level up batch 
that is good and like so uh, from both the sides i feel it's a win win uh, situation because from the um, participant side i can understand that you know it's a two way process because i know a lot of other you know tutorials or classes or whatever you call them it's like a single day thing uh, you know they show you okay do this do this do this and you do that and it's done pretty much but then what i get is you are also giving feedback which i feel in the art journey or the learning journey is probably the most important thing uh, compared to yeah. anything else like even more important than Definitely. how to hold a pencil is you know getting feedback which i think is the yeah. most important thing and i think that's what's lacking when you are doing you know learning from youtube or something cuz you don't get that feedback you don't know if you're doing it in the right way Correct. or the wrong way because it's a one way communication so i think that is one which is a great thing for the participant on the other hand for you ruchi i think that also probably gives you becomes like a, a regular source of income as a way because that's like you you're earning from your art so probably this becomes more of a Definitely. regular source of income at least for those 3 months right so that that also probably eases yes. things out out a bit yes definitely and plus i'm at it so i uh, you know there's a lot of things that uh, uh, when i am teaching i am also learning like you know because that i am practicing mm. the day before i am learning myself and then we get to paint it together right. the kind Correct. of doubts they have uh, you know the kind of perspective that they share so that just helps me also Correct. to become better yeah. at it makes sense, makes sense. Um, so you know i would i like of course we would go more into the conversation around your um, uh, the the art style and your inspiration uh, before that before we leave this journey uh, piece of the conversation just one quick thing uh, tell me a little about the ad world because you know i i know a few people from the ad world like a, one of my really close friends she is also based out of mumbai uh, in working in an ad agency and everything right uh, so tell me this um, is how how's the ad world because i've i've heard a lot of different um experiences or stories from different <coughs> sets of people some people say oh it's fun and all of that some people from the story uh, the picture that they paint is that it's extremely extremely hectic and demanding and you know this friend of mine she wanted to come home for 3 4 days for another friend's wedding and you know uh coming uh, i think uh, towards the end of the year and and she did not get leaves uh, because you know apparently uh, the workload would be so much and i don't know if it's a manager thing team thing or is it like generally the whole industry so since you've been there for 8 years uh, maybe you know if somebody's interested in the ad industry uh, how is it like uh, how would you paint it yeah it definitely is very demanding i wouldn't deny that i mean there have mm-hmm. been times when we like really overshoot our hours of you know like mm-hmm. the time that we've been working is like could be like 12 hours or 13 hours or you know depending on right. what your what projects you're working on but uh, i would say it's it's it, it is very fun also i mean the whole brainstorming sessions mm-hmm. and you know coming up with ideas Correct. and stuff like that so uh, i would say that you have to take it with a pinch of salt i mean if you really love doing creative yeah. stuff like you know like because compared to other jobs i mean this is quite creative i would say i mean the job satisfaction right. is also there but yes it it comes with other things also it is hectic definitely it is hectic mm. and it is demanding so yeah <laughs> yeah so if you love it you sort of like uh, you're you're able to take that sort of you know the grilling that happens there some people find it that mm-hmm. itself very mm-hmm. exciting especially the 
यंग पीपल हु आर जस्ट यू नो आउट ऑफ दे आर कॉलेज दे वॉन्ट ऑल दैट एक्साइटमेंट एंड दे आर इन टू इट कम्प्लीटली इन टू इट एंड लीव the office because the whole team works together and then you're like you can't just leave your project you have to be there right with the whole team so yeah true true yeah so i think we now it it comes at the cost of that work life balance probably and especially when you're going towards your 30s and your early 30s probably that's also when you are wondering you know um, whenever i think of the ad world and my friend she keeps telling me uh, stuff like this um it, it, have you watched this movie delhi belly yeah i have Yeah, so Delhi Belly, uh, you know, this is uh, of course one of my favorite films. People will judge me for it, but yeah, I love that film absolutely. Um, and you know, uh, in that one, Veer Das, his character, he used to work for an ad agency, and I remember that uh, he had a Bengali uh, manager, and I, I clearly remember this one scene which I can never forget, which is like you know he's supposed to draw a banana if I'm not wrong, and uh, this manager comes in and says, you know, the client has said that he loves this a lot. You just have to make the the banana is looking. too happy you just have to you know make the banana sad just 5% sad that whole sentence and make the banana sad 5% sad and that's what the client wants i don't know why it's just stuck in my head and whenever my friend she keeps telling me about no, you know but, her experiences yeah that's pretty much i mean i it is very relatable i mean the clients they do have their own way of looking at things and it does get you know that can get to your nerves sometimes but uh, yeah i <laughs> you have to keep <laughs> finding your own way to like please them i guess <laughs> because end of the day they are the ones yeah, who pay, like, you know like they are, they are the ones because of correct like client, client is not in that case <laughs> do you, do you have similar clients in your uh, current uh, profile as well like you know where they said oh this is too red can you make it 5% less red does that happen no luckily fortunately i've had like really good clients so they let me do my own thing <laughs> So I'm very happy. That's Most so of my clients cool. have been very accommodating. Yeah. <laughs> that is so cool. That is so no. So uh, you know, but but uh, Ruchi, tell me this. I think in your uh, because of course you know you are into traditional. I'm into digital. Um, even though I have, um, of course, I have like a whole different range of clients. But uh, you know, of course, you know most clients or rather. Uh, quite a few clients actually they come back with changes and you know and that's that's a part of the game of course right that oh you know uh, can you make this a little straight can you make this a little this a little that and all of that right uh, tell me this um yeah. in your case because you're doing in traditional medium with acrylic and acrylic also dries really fast uh do you really yeah. have a lot of scope in changing things and editing things after they are done i i i how how would that work let's say somebody comes towards the end and says hey can you make a change to this uh, uh, is that possible is that something you can do uh so uh, that actually really depends on the painting and uh, what is what layer is in front of it like if i have painted a sky mm-hmm. on top and there's probably a field below and they want some changes in the sky so yeah it is doable but if in in front of the sky there is probably like another like sky uh, you know like buildings and stuff 
I'm just giving random examples, mm-hmm. which is covering most of the sky, mm-hmm. and they mm-hmm. want changes in the sky. Then it's going to be very difficult because in uh, digital art, you have correct. that another layer itself, right? That where you are open layer, to the changes correct, and yeah. stuff. But in in traditional correct. art, then it becomes like really difficult to do something behind, like in in uh, in the mm-hmm. bit which mm-hmm. is behind. Something. Behind makes sense. The word behind so makes sense. Trust me. Correct. <laughs> yeah, and I think you're also trying to make that uh, make sure that you know you're while changing the sky, you're not touching the building and you're not spoiling the building because then they would come back and say, oh, the the building is also gone. So I think I think that's yeah. where you really have to draw a line and say no to a few changes. Uh, I think I think that would make sense. Yeah. Okay. So you know, uh, let's let's move on. Uh, I I want to talk about your uh, inspirations for a while because I know you. I know for a fact you are inspired by Van Gogh a lot because I've seen Starry Night appear in your uh, page like some thousand <laughs> times if I'm not wrong. I know you love it in yeah, different shapes true. and form. I keep keep seeing it come back. So what is this deal with Van Gogh? Of course, I love him as well. But yeah, what's your deal? so i am really fascinated uh, by him and his style and i know so many artists who are uh, his whole mm-hmm. uh, not just his art but him as a person and his journey and you know what it took for him to be the way that he is or his paintings are uh, so i mean that itself mm-hmm. is so inspiring uh and even his paintings they are so unique and the kind of brush strokes that he uses and the whole the whole thing is very inspiring for me as an as an artist and i keep like right. you know holding coming back to it time and again and i also like some of them are uh, you know my own versions of it where you know i have taken bits of his uh style and i have made something on my own you know, you know i'm doing something else mm-hmm, probably mm-hmm. i use his style and painted uh hot air balloons or i painted like uh, you know clouds uh, so yeah i mean i i somehow i keep coming back to it but yeah I other think, than that i think uh yeah i think i've seen that one I think I've seen that one where uh, I think there's this astronaut and on the uh, helmet of the or visor or whatever you call it the glass in front the helmet of the astronaut that's where you can see the starry night painted I think I think that's that's something you did yeah. right mm-hmm. Yeah I yeah that's something that. that I did so the whole the whole idea was imagine uh, you know you're in this outwardly space where you are completely like mm-hmm. the space is his world you're in another world where uh, like imagine an astronaut like just floating and then realizing that okay this is a whole new world and his i mean i would be like spellbound looking at this whole new world yeah, so that that was the essence that i wanted in my painting so there is one where the reflection of the one of the starry sky is on his helmet and the okay. other one is where he 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 just happened to float into this whole sea of sky if i can call it and he's just floating and looking at it so the perspective is a little different but yeah it's the the the, the whole series i called it lost in bango world so that was the whole thing that i made that one <laughs> 
you know um uh, talking about van gogh uh, you know i remember seeing a few of these uh, immersive experiences or exhibitions i don't know yeah. what to call them i know they're called immersive uh, experiences yeah. it's like you know they take these entire art galleries and with you know maybe projectors and stuff uh, they create a full immersive experience where you are walking into a room where you know the sunflowers are all around you and all over uh, I-, i saw a bunch of videos of this i think they were doing it in london and you know dublin and a few other places yeah. I-, i wish i could you know uh, go for it like and maybe in future i don't know if it stays uh, of course Same uh, <laughs> also ruchi have you have you heard of this uh, recently i think uh, i think uh, sometime back if i'm not wrong activist. i read in the news of no yeah yeah activist got his sunflower painting and they came in through uh, a tomato soup yeah. or something and you know and and of course they're doing it a lot now uh, what did you what did, how did that make you feel when you saw that happen Okay, I'll be honest. I understand where they're coming from. They're doing it for a good cause. I understand mm-hmm. all of that, but it was too hard for me to see that. It was just too hard. I mean, I was a little sad the whole day. But of course, it, the painting didn't get ruined. There was a glass in front of it. But Correct. I, I, glass, I couldn't yeah. stop thinking, Thanks what if Van Gogh was, you know, looking at it and how? Because I know the hours of work that goes. like we all know like as artists Correct. the hours of work that go in a particular piece and to see it ruined was like ah oh, i mean but yeah i i get it i mean i understand the whole cause so i i don't know what to say i'm a little divided i have divided feelings on it but uh, yeah i i, I was so personally so even for me, you know i of course saw it and and it happened multiple times Yeah right now and and yeah. it it happened a couple a few times if i'm not wrong with other paintings i think uh, even mona lisa for that matter if i'm yes, not wrong mona uh, lisa. but you know uh, that yeah, happened uh, right. ha correct right it, it happened over uh, i think with two other paintings as well uh, at least the ones that i know of i don't know like of course even i was like dude what the heck is this like that was the first thing that i had like what the heck is this and you know um i don't know i get the cause you are absolutely right the cause is of course something uh, you know uh, personally it also connects with me and i feel for it but i don't know if the means like you know the why i understand why did they do it but what did they do i'm not sure if it really uh, does a great job at passing the message but you know to be honest uh, the fact that you and i are talking about it right now on this show uh, probably shows that you know they they kind of got what they needed which is you know people to talk about these causes and i think that that in a That's way that right. works out but i don't know i'm like but did you really have to do it to van gogh did you really have to do it to the sunflowers but thank yes, god for the glass <laughs> like thank god for the glass thank god for But, that yeah. seriously i would so, yeah. so, i so don't that, know what i would have like how upset would i have been if there was no glass and you know like protecting the painting i would be like yeah. crushed <laughs> but you know uh, i'm also i like i i do you know watch these uh, random youtube documentary videos from time to time and read up articles i don't know why but uh, there are also a lot of um, i don't know uh, stories going around where they say apparently these uh, 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 paintings that you see on in the uh, exhibitions they are probably not the original work like as in you know they are um, of course copies and you know uh, uh, duplicate works that are kept there whereas the real thing is kept i don't know if that's a theory or that theory stands uh, have you watched this um, show on netflix um, the van gogh of china something i forgot like there is this one uh, uh, have you have you seen this which do you know what i'm talking about no not not really not aware of um wait a second let me just search for it netflix um 
Okay, I I a uh, fake Van Gogh village. Yeah, correct. It's not on uh, Netflix. Sorry, I I remember watching it on YouTube. Or it's is it in Netflix as well? Chuck it. The idea is that you know in uh, apparently in uh, is it China or some Asian country for sure? Okay, it's in some Asian country um, where there is a village apparently where there are a whole bunch of artists who. all they do is make fake uh, van gogh paintings and apparently it is extremely difficult for you to uh, you know uh, uh, like tell which one is the real one because uh, they do it so well yeah so if you are oh, interested okay. in that um, do check that out uh, i yeah, do i can't remember the name of it Yeah, I I can't remember the name, but I remember watching this on YouTube as well, which was about this, you know, one uh this one person, um some some Asian person for sure, like this guy, you know, he has a studio which is a uh, very like you know uh very tuta futa sort of a building. This guy is there and like he's he's smoking a a a, a tiny little uh, local cigarette and everything, a hand rolled cigarette, and uh, he's just painting Van Gogh after Van Gogh like crazy, and apparently they sell for a lot of money. so that uh, i i found that very interesting so yeah i i if i remember the name of course i'll share it with you later but yeah anyway coming back but do back they sell it off as story. original or uh, do they sell it like you know no so thing? there are no 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 so it's not uh, people don't buy it as you know okay oh, okay uh, this is a forgery or something like you know i'll i'll buy it as a like a, i don't know a, a copy or something apparently these are sold off in international markets to people who probably think it is the real one so at oh any given God. point of time apparently there are multiple versions or copies or whatever you want to call them of the original work across the world and apparently some of the museums also don't know the one they have is real or not like there are bunch oh of God. theories around this so if you're ever interested go, uh, go check that out but then yeah uh, very, very interesting very interesting and the idea is these people and the question i remember in the documentary was also that uh, can you call them real artists but on the if you look at it that way and since you mentioned about you know uh, van gogh's technique for that matter you know those short brush strokes right that that's what a classic yeah. van gogh is yeah. all about as well if you look at the starry night the starry night is not a uh, a brush stroke is not like a long stroke it is like these small choppy strokes that are across the whole thing that's what that makes is. a, a sky yeah. as well right now um, and now the idea is these people have become have picked up that skill so well that they can replicate that stroke even to that point of, and and you know you you are not you won't yeah. be even able to understand that okay is this like real van gogh or not so um that of course is damn uh, interesting um of course mona lisa i think happens to be uh, one of the most replicated paintings in the world because anybody who wants to learn art probably picks up a mona lisa and you know tries to recreate that in his or her own way but yeah anyway coming back coming back so you know talking about your work um apart from van gogh i also have noticed you do have a thing for clouds i see that you paint clouds a lot and you do it really well i have to say that like you paint clouds really well so what is the story around that why clouds and like what is what is the background around that uh First of all, thank you so much. I mean, uh, clouds actually has been my favoriteest subject. Like even if I'm headed out, my 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 eyes just are glued on the sky and how the clouds. I don't know. They give me a sense of happiness, and uh, you know, sort of like they are backing me up. Don't worry, your day is going to be fine. I mean, I I literally like uh, I I. 
I'm very drawn to clouds, like whether it's like a sunset sky or, you know, like summer cloud, like the white fluffy clouds. And mm-hmm. they're also very interesting to paint because of its complexity. And uh, it, it may look simple, but it, there is a lot of layering and, you know, the complexity that goes behind the clouds. I find that very challenging. There's so many different ways you can, there's, uh, you know, paint clouds and I just love, I, I can't stop painting clouds. I mean, for some reason, the whole, uh, yeah, it, it just I makes me that, happy. Yeah. I would just leave it at that. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I personally love clouds okay, in real to be inspired to paint so so much clouds, you know, even in my paintings that comes across. I guess, you know, like a bit of your personality is shown in your paintings, what you are drawn to mm-hmm. as a person mm-hmm. does come in your paintings also. Like I, I know that you draw a lot of characters and you have a lot of storytelling going on. And I think that is what drives you also, I guess, as an artist. How, how do you, I, I'm interested to know yeah, how yeah, you yeah. also, like, you know, how, how what is your way of, going about what is your approach when you're when you're doing when you're doing an illustration uh, okay uh, the approach of course depends on what am i illustrating for or what am i illustrating so if it is for a book of course you know uh, the the whole idea is very different because again as i mentioned earlier you're trying to visualize something so you of course read the text that is there uh, of course, it has to be like a thing where I would, uh, you know, connect with the author and I would ask him or her about, you know, the image that they had in their mind while they were writing. Because every author, at least I know of, or at least I have spoken to so far, when they're writing something, they are already imagining that in their head. So they already have an image. So, you know, if you st- use that as a starting point, I'm not saying that you have to literally do whatever, you know, they thought of. Of course, you bring in your things as well. I think that that gives you a good starting point to start off. Of course, you start to understand, you know, the personality of the overall scene, like not just the character, but the overall scene, uh, you know, what are the extra things you can add? And of course, you know, you then go into storyboarding and all of that, that that, uh, hygiene factor, of course, is there. Uh, Something that I have, you know, started doing and I'm doing it more consciously even now is that I am. So, uh, okay. So I don't know if you know this about me, Ruchi, but, you know, I have this mad habit uh you know of collecting a lot of children's book uh children's illustrated picture books okay i if anybody yeah. comes to my house ever the first thing you will notice is the obsession i have with those books because my house is my living room is filled like honestly right now i don't have space i i need to make more space for those <laughs> books because i have so many you know graphic novels and picture books and all of those and i keep spending like a bulk of money every month to you know uh, buy in fact like you and i are talking right now while doing this recording uh, i saw on my phone two minutes ago an amazon delivery has come and i know it's a book that i ordered so yeah that that's <laughs> like that's the literal uh, fever you can say i have but the thing is uh, the more books i and you know for me exposure is a big deal i'm, I'm slowly realizing that you know uh, if you want uh, uh, to be better you have to expose yourself to a whole bunch of things that you have never seen before probably right so these days i right. have started collecting a lot of picture books which are international like not indian as in nothing against indian picture books of course they're fantastic they're great but i'm also trying to look at you know people at you know us australia your uk people have a great illustrated style of course uh, a lot of your finland and you know um spanish illustrators Ruchi, you know spanish portuguese like that that side right latin america their illustrations right. their way of doing things is exceptionally different and amazing 
and one thing i keep noticing is that you know um and i find that very fascinating as a reader myself which is um while illustrating a story people end up adding a lot of illustrators do this where they add extra characters in the background which who are not in the story they're not mentioned in the text right. but they have a their own story going in the background so imagine you know the story is about a a, a girl and her uh, uh, you know and her pet dog and you know they're walking across the street for example imagine a scene where a, a little uh, a 10 year old girl is walking her pet dog across the street of mumbai let's say and you know uh, in the background in the you know through the windows you can see one couple is uh, quarreling with each other fighting with each other there is another one on the phone in the balcony another one probably is you know trying to throw a paper airplane you know there is a cat somewhere fighting with another cat or you know there is a cat like chasing after a dog or something but the apna chal raha hai duniya alag hai un logo ka kuch na kuch chal raha hai yeah. and the idea is you know as a reader then that is when you start spending more and more time on a page so for me i think uh, you know again to cut that answer short to your question which is i have started finding ways or thinking of ways these days that when i make an illustration uh, how do i make the reader stay on the page for longer time like you know it's not that you read right. the text you see the image you move to the next one i want them to sit on that page for as long as possible and even longer if possible um i'll give you this tiny example you know um last time when i was returning from calcutta in the airport i picked up a um, children's book from marvel i did not know marvel did picture books for children like marvel as in marvel studios okay and this was about your uh, this thing mm, uh, your uh, gardens of the galaxy your uh, uh, baby groot was it baby groot yeah i think it was a book on baby groot or uh, the character was baby groot in this and the story was around that um, pretty nice story now i read the entire book now suddenly in one of the pages i notice at the tiny corner right like tiny corner uh, do you know the character ant man yeah okay he was there right? in that so, book yeah so in that one oh page <laughs> i see a super tiny ant man in the corner okay and that that ant man character is looking at me the reader and i'm like holy shit this is amazing because the illustrator planned it right the illustrator thought of it yeah. while the story is around you know rocket and baby groot and all these uh, uh, characters from the galaxy they are doing their own thing which is a primary story kone mein there is ant man looking at you and i'm like dude this is amazing and i was like i'm sure the illustrator may have planted ant man across the previous pages as well so then i quickly you know yeah, just forget about of, the story like, broke, i quickly turned to the broke the fourth wall yeah, exactly broke, broke the, the fourth wall, wall. Yeah. so many things with that exactly yeah. through a book and then i quickly turned the pages back and then i start noticing and i forgot in the story now okay now i'm looking at each and every page and i'm trying to find ant man like a kid and i can find ant man in super weird corners doing super weird things okay oh. amazingly done so imagine you know somebody is having coffee in a in a scene somebody is having coffee like of course not from yeah. the book i'm just painting a random picture somebody is having coffee you don't even notice the coffee over there but then what you see is antman is in that cup kind of peeping out of the cup looking at you right so antman <laughs> is doing his own thing over there and i flip through each and every page and now i'm like you know crazily finding antman and then of course you know yeah. i come to the page and then i uh, finish the book and go to the last page and then the last page this illustrator such a good job last page there is nothing it's a white page antman in the corner tiny antman and oh. there is a speech bubble which says 
could you find me now read the book again or something of that sort so which is you oh, know if okay. somebody did not find ant-man he or Missed she would it, reach the yeah. last page would see exactly and they'll be like oh shit and that's when you go back and the book suddenly becomes you know so much more than just a story which is being told it's like that is when the book you know uh, exactly exactly the interactivity increases it's just becoming more the, the value or the worth of that book becomes so much uh, higher right and that yeah. is something which i'm uh, trying to do uh, in fact like you know one of the books that came out in october um, uh, with penguin i did the, i tried to do a similar thing while the character was you know the goddess durga and she was doing her own thing with mahishasura and you know they were fighting and god knows what all in the corner there yeah. is a random squirrel there is a random you know rabbit they are you know they are also reacting to that so imagine you know um, durga is uh, uh, you know defeating mahishasura and in the corner there is a random rabbit out of nowhere the rabbit is like like you know expression is like oh my god what is happening or you know the rabbit is you know surprised okay. or you know rooting in for durga or whatever so uh, yeah that that's uh, okay i went too long with this answer because i so got excited you know, like just building a right? whole whole world yeah exactly exactly so i want those layers to come in exactly so yeah. i want those layers to come in and you know the more uh, uh, so i currently uh, i'm working on a book uh, uh, for myself as in you know this is a got to be my first book that i will write and illustrate so a very nascent wow. stage uh, of course but uh, uh, yeah yeah so it's a big big deal for me because i've always told myself I'm that i'm not a writer it. and this is the first time Oh yeah, yeah, it'll be fun. It'll be fun. A uh, children's book, of course. Uh, I, like I, I do like yeah, those. Um, and again, I'm trying to, you know, even while writing the story, I'm thinking of ways I can add more of layers to that, you know, illustration. Because for me, right. I think of illustrations first and then the text. So for me, I'm thinking, yeah. okay, what will the pages look like, and then I'll think of the text later. Is my plan. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's it. So uh, okay, so I clearly that's got so carried amazing. away. You Thank you so much for asking. <laughs> no but you remind me of uh, tintin uh, the whole comic like he uh, uh-huh. the writer himself was uh, the person who also illustrated it so illustrated. that would be yeah. like a yeah. completely like a, you you know like both the things and you have a better hang hold of the story Correct. because you know what you can do to your art and you know what you can do to your text i think that works out pretty well it's like the balance of the best of the both worlds you know So yeah, I mean it's very interesting. Even like, Tintin did the same. If you remember, a lot of yeah, scenes yeah, yeah. in Tintin also had a very similar thing in the background. Characters doing Correct. something else all together, right? Like those two detectives. What were their names? I forgot. Uh, the Inspector Thompson and something. Thompson, <laughs> Thompson and Thompson. Correct. Thompson and Thompson. So you probably <laughs> notice mostly Thompson and Thompson are doing something in the background while the story is moving in a different direction. So that gives you yeah, that, that yeah. takes you deeper into that book, right? You you start interacting with the book so much more. But yeah. So anyway, enough about me. Let's come back to you because this episode is <laughs> of course about you. Um, tell me about this whole thing. So I know we kind of teased the audience in our conversation earlier about this whole YouTube thing, which was around Color by Felix. uh tell us about this what happens what what is this so so in my early days when i had begun painting i remember i had done like i recreated one of his paintings and i had put it up on my personal page and uh, he had sort of shared it on his uh, stories that you know well done ruchi mm. I, i did it on my personal page mm. and that was such a big mm. deal for me that you know the artist that i look up of to course. is uh, has seen my work and has shared it on his story 
and uh, never in my life would i have imagined so i recently uh, was invited on his channel to do a guest tutorial and oh my god my reaction was oh. what is this even real <laughs> is this even real i mean if i had wow. told myself like 6 years back when i did that uh, artwork where he shared that i would be on his channel doing a guest tutorial i would be like shocked i would be like oh what rubbish <laughs> this is not going to happen but i was so oh, amazed wow. and humbled by you know the fact that he sort of you know let me do a guest tutorial it's a very big deal for me i was really like i was i was so nervous of also course. about it but yeah i mean i <laughs> thankfully i went well and he, it's up on his channel also so yeah i mean he shared again and one my story it was like a deja vu moment oh my god this is happening again so even the guest tutorial that i did he shared it on his page and he like applauded me for my work it means a lot to me it was like a very big deal for of me course. Yeah, because he was my mentor i learned through him so many things and uh, yeah it was like coming full life in full circle like you mentioned so yeah yeah one of you know my happy moments in my who knows with, uh, you know deja vu talking about deja vu who knows that maybe in the in maybe another couple of years maybe this guy color by felix he, he would probably talk about this in some other podcast maybe mine i don't know he'll say oh my oh god my you know ruchi uh, shared my uh, arty pan shared my uh, this thing my my painting oh my god that's such a big deal you never know like what if you know uh, how the turn tables if you get the reference from office how the turn tables but yeah, yeah. Uh, the tables will probably turn one day and you know uh, oh you get it oh, nice you get you get you, you got the office reference nice yeah so so you never know like the uh, turn table may happen <laughs> yeah, yeah so, so that can work out so so another i remember also like you know and this is something which i saw on your page uh, recently as well and i remember you and i talking about this before the recording um something another some something else also happened on youtube recently right so somebody reached out to you and uh, a lot of like uh, you know uh, uh, conversations happened around that so tell us about this yeah so uh, basically uh, youtuber manav and uh, unnati malotra so i painted uh, a painting where manav gifted it to unnati and uh, so mm-hmm. after i painted it the kind of response i got was so overwhelming like i did not expect that to happen so i had uh, like a lot of their fans like they dm'd me personally they took out time to dm me that thank you for making unnati happy unnati and manav happy and that was like okay oh, i was not expecting that kind of response and it blew up and it uh, sort of went viral the whole video and uh, I, I i mean i was just like you know like blown away with the kind of response uh, one can get because uh, i was really not expecting it uh, to turn out that way so it, it just like you know like how we as kids uh, used to like have these posters of the film stars that we would like mm-hmm, and you know mm-hmm. we would like collect it and right. put it in a scrapbook so it just gave me the feeling okay these are those people today in today's generation this is their way of you know showing their love for their youtubers like the, it's more personal i feel don't you think like i mean uh pehle yeah. it was not so approachable but now they can you know like literally dm their favorite stars or comment or you know like and you never know like they even they respond right the youtubers they respond they like they they yeah. share their comments and stuff like that so it, it's become it's a very different world than what 90s kids you know like grew up to oh and, yeah of course you know like we they never approachable you know, to for us for me last week 
अरे फॉर मी लास्ट वीक आई ईमेल दिस वन अनदर इलास्ट्रेटर एवरीबडी नोज हर ऑफ कोर्स आई लेट यू गेस ओके रुचि एवरीबडी नोज हर एवरी शी इज एवरीबडीज फेवरेट ऑलमोस्ट एंड आई हैव गॉट लाइक सो मेनी रिक्वेस्ट्स ऑफ पीपल इन सीजन 1 टेलिंग मी टू गेट हर इनटू द शो एज़ वेल एक्सट्रीमली डिफिकल्ट टू रीच आउट टू ओ माय गॉड शी इज सो फेमस बट देन फाइनली आई आई ईमेल्ड हर एंड फाइनली शी रिप्लाइड व्हिच वाज अ बिग डील फॉर मी कैन यू गेस हु एम आई टॉकिंग अबाउट इज इट अलीशा Oh, there you go immediately. <laughs> See, I told you you would know. Yeah, so she replied, and so I'm, I'm trying to, you know, yeah. So, so for everybody, uh, please don't get your hopes high. I am trying. I know I've got like some million requests from so many people saying, "Keep, please get her." Of course, she's a very busy person. I'm really trying, following up, doing my best. Hopefully, if you know her, please tell her, put a word in for me. But yeah, she did reply, <laughs> and I uh, that. hope that you know in future we do get. <laughs> I did see the one yeah, with Kesha anyway, coming... and I was like so happy listening to your whole conversation. Oh yeah, so yeah, yeah. Kesha yeah. <laughs> was very interesting. Yeah, Kesha was very interesting. I like the fact that you know this guy has a lot of uh, uh, really good perspectives about things, which I uh, really like. And on top of that, you know something which I really appreciate or you know uh, like about this person is that. the amount of work he puts in and uh, by the way from what i heard from you ruchi you are also doing something very similar you know the amount of work you are putting in to build your brand and to kind of you know uh, work with that uh, i don't know dude i don't think i have that uh, energy in me uh, to kind of do that on a consistent level that you have been doing you've been growing amazingly so that's that that's amazing now uh, something which i also wanted to ask you around this uh, so as an artist what is important for you if i ask you you know the top 3 things that are non negotiable for you are like you know the hygiene factors for you uh, what would that be i'm going to take a minute to think about it i've never thought sure. about this in that way go for it so uh, your question is that uh, what are the things that i wouldn't compromise on is that Am yeah, I yeah, yeah, yeah. Wouldn't compromise on that's like the most important thing for you when you when it comes to you creating something so uh, it's actually a very multi layer i'm just trying to think and figure out uh, so when hmm. and a, a client approaches me so he, he comes with his own eye so one painting that i remember i straight off said no i'm not going to do this is uh, there was someone who wanted me to recreate someone else's painting as it is like it was already ah. someone else's another artist's painting which was uh, pretty famous like i do not know the name but it was like a artwork where you have like 50 ads in it i don't know if you've seen so there mm. was this uh, this whole I don't remember build no. the whole very beautifully done the whole world where you know you have uh, uh, like all these little little incidents that happened in the 90s ka ad uh, it was the whole picture the whole oh yeah 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 correct 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 yeah, yeah. so anyway yeah, yeah yeah i have seen it the indian ads right the indian yeah, ads yeah very very beautifully done yeah yeah indian ads yeah so yeah, yeah. I've there seen was someone who wanted it, yeah. me to make an exact copy of that and i uh, you know sort of didn't go for it i told him that it's someone else's work and i do not want to copy it as it is mm-hmm. if you want to play around with the idea and make my own ways of you know with that idea we can go for it but but he was very uh, like uh, he he wanted an exact copy of that so i turned that down so i remember right. that one painting that which i didn't take up and uh, of course the client uh, whatever the his needs are i do take that in consideration and then i make it 
you know i put in my own style into it uh, i wouldn't say that i completely uh, because end of the day the client also uh, you know what his vision is may be different than what mine is so i am not very stuck up Correct. on you know i want it only in my way i do take up uh, you know what their thoughts are and you know i make it that way so yeah i mean there other than that i don't think there is anything that stops me from taking up work uh, yeah i'm pretty fluid that way got it makes sense so uh, again like uh, respecting other people's creation and their thought process again and probably expecting the same uh, in return is probably something which is very uh, crucial to you is that correct yeah definitely i mean i do say my own ideas and it was it's like a to and fro we like bounce off ideas uh, you know at each other and then the result is what you know a bit of yours and a bit of mine and that is how the final product comes up yeah but i do know of many people who are very this about how like they would make it exactly uh, the way they visualize mm, and mm. the way they want which is not right or wrong i mean it's their style uh, i don't know if you read the yeah, book fountain head yeah. so in which the 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 main character howard drop uh, he is so uh, this about his own creation that he wouldn't even change it a bit if someone else wants it because he holds a lot of integrity in his work mm. so i respect <clears> that kind right, of right. working too i mean they they hold a lot of integrity and uh, you know very uh, very this about how they want very particular about how they want to work so yeah both both in both cases it it really like depends from person to person right so you know uh, what i feel like really good point and really good point and you know i feel that uh, it probably depends on your uh, definition of yourself as an artist like as in you know are you an artist who's a service provider or are you an artist who's into product so are you into services or products and you know i of course do have like a, a corporate background so you know this the services and products is like a is one of the biggest deals when you're looking at businesses in the corporate sector so you know are you into services or are you into products i think if you have that definition clear in your head i think that becomes easier to maneuver so for example if you are into services what that means is uh, so for example i'm a children's book illustrator i consider myself as a children's book illustrator which means that i am providing a service which is that somebody or maybe i have written a story and that service that i'm providing as an illustrator is that i'm converting that text into images uh, of course and you know this has to be in correlation or in uh, after having bunch of conversation with the uh, with the illustrator or sorry with the with the author or even the publisher for that matter or the art director and it's like a uh, you know just like you mentioned earlier in your ad world as let's say a copywriter right so a copywriter is basically yeah. a service provider who's providing a service of writing a copy for somebody else's problem statement or product or whatever right so if you're right. a service provider then probably it's the most important thing for you to uh work with your client and ensure that there is a win win and you reach a place where you know you are bringing your own flavor onto the palette but also at the same time yeah. you are doing justice to what the client really wanted in the first place otherwise why did they even come to you right so you have to respect the client there yeah. but on the other hand if you're thinking of yourself as an artist who is into products there you are looking at a very different thing so for example let's say if i look at van gogh going back to our previous conversation of course we all know the story that poor thing van gogh did not sell a lot of paintings while he was alive but imagine if he would have 
Right. You're probably looking at a Van Gogh as more of a, a a product person, where he's creating a Starry Night or a Sunflower or whatever, and that is being sold as is because people want to buy that. It's almost like probably you know going right. to a shop and buying a ready-made uh, 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 I don't know a kurta versus uh, getting a kurta made. Those two are completely different things. Getting a kurta made is getting a service program, right. uh, get getting a service. Whereas buying a kurta from Fab India is probably you know going and getting a product. So two very different uh, conversations Correct. and approaches. And yeah, you I think I think you're absolutely But right. But yeah, I would def- yeah I would definitely like. So when I say that I haven't reached there, you know the milestones that I want to achieve. So I want to definitely that mm-hmm. like that is where I want my journey to head, like to reach a point where what I make is being bought for as it is. Is what know? people that buy. That would be like the ideal sweet spot. I mean that would be amazing. Like you know. makes sense. So yeah, makes sense. <laughs> makes sense. You know uh, that reminds me. Um, I I last season I spoke to this one uh, artist, watercolor painter from Bangalore, uh, from Mysore and Bangalore, Rachna. And after, of course, after the podcast episode, you know, we ended up becoming really good friends. Rachna also, you know, uh, she of course has always I I because and, and I know I don't know if she listened to this episode, but you know I've always looked at her as somebody who's into this product segment. Where so recently she had this amazing exhibition in Bangalore for a good one and a half months in a gallery, and you know then that's exactly what you're looking at as well, right, Ruchi? That you're looking at a place where you probably you know enter a gallery and it's all your paintings over there, and people buy it for what it is and not come and say ki hey can you make this cloud a little more pink or something of that sort? Right. Like they buy. for the uh, creativity and you know the thing that ruchi has created and they would like to get it for what it is and that's that's the goal for you that's yeah. brilliant yeah that, that i think a lot of artists probably you know go towards that and that's that's of course one of the dreams yes i absolutely agree and i think yeah. that that'll probably make you a lot more i don't know uh, it, i i haven't thought about it much but i think it'll make you a lot more proud as well right like a lot more satisfied that what i have created resonated yeah. with somebody else so much that they decided to pay 2 lakh rupees for this i hope you sell it for 2 lakhs rupees whenever yeah. you do so just put it out <laughs> that's true right <laughs> at least yeah so i yeah so it is a sort of a mix right now for me where i do make paintings and people buy it for as it is but i haven't reached to the point where you know it's just about that but also like mm. looking at mm. it now that we are speaking about it i also like to think about it in this perspective that you know when you are customizing a painting for someone it mm. holds so much like it's like you're painting their world like how we spoke about their world how we spoke about mm. through mm. your illustration mm. you're making their Worlds. So when okay. I'm customizing a painting for someone, I am sort of like it, it is going to be so much more personal to them than a painting that they would probably buy from a gallery. So I'm thinking about it from a cust like from the buyer's point of view, from the collector's point of view, to have a painting yeah. in which uh, they have their own stories going on. I mean that would. that would also be in its own way very dear to them and they would hold a lot of value to it and it's going to be with them forever so yeah i mean 
Yeah. So no, so see, I'll tell you what. Like, I'm gonna play uh, uh, to use a very cliche term, devil's advocate, or in corporate terms, a black hat over here. Which is so you are right. What you said is right. That you know, it's like you're painting their world, and they see themselves in that particular painting. Um, now, let's say I'm looking at you know uh, yeah. a, a couple portrait, like the 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 regular ones that we a lot of us probably get on a regular basis. That oh, can you make this? I'm getting married. I want to gift it to my wife, or I want to gift it to my husband, or something. And a couple portrait where, of course, you are trying to. paint their world on your canvas and they are buying that and they probably see themselves in that because of course it's them but on the other hand if i look yeah. at a painting which is at a gallery i'm just trying to think of it from another angle if i think of a painting at a gallery uh that painting may not be a painting of their world but it can be or it may be a mirror where the viewer is looking at that painting and because it's a mirror it they have their own interpretation of that painting and that connects Definitely. that interpretation yeah. connects with them and that is where they see themselves so for example you know uh, i remember going to uh, one of the uh, uh, galleries in bangalore some time back and there was this very simple yet such an elegant painting uh, i don't remember the name of it of course huge white uh, canvas okay imagine a huge white canvas uh and yeah nothing on the canvas at the center of it a red dot that's it at the center of the canvas okay. a red dot that's all and trust me this uh this 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 gallery space was huge with so many amazing paintings which would have probably taken years to complete yet for me the more my eyes kept on going back to that red dot because of course the contrast and all of those things but i don't know what happened that right. painting spoke to me way more than all the other paintings did and i can still right. imagine that you know a probably a gallery is like a collection of mirrors painted mirrors of course where everybody comes and not everybody can see the same thing in that mirror of course a uh, for a few people that mirror shows them something which is exceptionally close or relatable and that is what moves them and then they decide oh oh my god i must have this mirror in my house as well and for some people it doesn't and they move on to find another mirror probably versus a painting yes, which is definitely. more customized which is more of which is more customized and that painting let's say the couple portrait that we just mentioned it will only hold value to that couple not another person altogether they will let's say a neighbor comes and says oh you got a painting on yourself so nice or oh, so good but it may not speak to them as much as it speaks to that one couple so of course the customized and the personal value to it is so much more so if you look at it pretty interesting right if you think of it that way like you know uh, paintings being mirrors where you see yourself regardless of what is there on the canvas yeah definitely anything that moves you anything that makes you feel something i mean yeah definitely i mean yeah you would of like you know like hold it very close to you yes i mean i look at it in both both perspectives yeah they do make sense yeah so yeah my goal is yeah, to so be yeah. that red dot painting that, <laughs> that made you feel something <laughs> i i really hope that happens i really hope that happens and uh, i i really i really i honestly hope that happens for you and that works out for you and probably you know you probably have uh, get the best of galleries in mumbai uh i don't know maybe jj or something one day and you know you you put up your stuff over oh, there God. and people come and you know people find themselves in your painting and probably they decide to you know like i must have it i will like kidney bech dunga iphone bech dunga but i will go and buy this painting i hope that happens one day i really hope that happens so uh, ruchi 
टच एब्सोल्युटली ऑल माय फिंगर्स टोज एवरीथिंग क्रॉस्ड ठीक है कमिंग आउट ऑफ दिस एंड यू नो टू गेटिंग टुवर्ड्स द क्लोजर आई नो वी वी एब्सोल्युटली ओवरशॉट द टाइमिंग कंप्लीटली बट आई डू वांट टू टेक इट टुवर्ड्स द क्लोजर सो वी स्पोक ऑफ पेंटिंग्स आई जस्ट वांट टू आस्क यू वन लास्ट क्वेश्चन ऑन द आर्ट साइड ऑफ थिंग्स व्हाट मटेरियल्स डू यू यूज यू नो गोइंग अ लिटिल टेक्निकल what kind of materials you use uh, is there a brand that you are absolutely loyal to anything of that sort uh no so i uh, i do like have a mix of all brands i'm not very particular about any particular brand but the materials i basically use is acrylic painting like acrylic paints mm-hmm. and my uh, mm-hmm. canvas and i do believe that you know like i uh, get this question even on my stories when i do this q and a rounds and all that you know should i use this or that i think it's really it it it's more about you and your skills mm. than about the brand like if you have a decent brand like a decently good brand it's yeah. it's fine i mean you don't need to be hell bound about you know what brands you use and just a, just a good good enough brand and a good enough set of materials if you have just focus on your skills that is what i would want to leave it at that that right it's about you and what you create more than anything else true true you know i agree with it and that uh, again reminds me of season 1 i don't know why i'm plugging season 1 so much in this episode but you know i i got to uh, got my got my opportunity to talk to one of my you know inspirations prashant miranda and and again i'm sure you, a lot of people may have heard that episode where i absolutely fanboyed over this man for like the first 10 15 minutes and then i spoke but then uh, you know i remember seeing this and i remember talking to him much before that i texted him for something years ago where i saw this man creating some amazing colorful illustrations which were beautiful okay and i knew that he was using uh, yeah. watercolors a lot and i thought oh my god what what brand is this guy using this is years ago okay and i asked him like uh, prashant what what colors what brands do you use and you know what he was using he was using a 20 rupees ka camlin ka tiny little uh, brush set, <laughs> paint set that he was using with those tablet yeah. wale colors in that and i'm like dude this is amazing yeah. like i would not even buy that thinking ki are whole use that but this guy is utilizing that and creating some amazing so you're right it is about your yeah. skill and your you know uh, what can you do with that versus you know you going in for the fanciest of things so absolutely agree absolutely agree um okay why acrylic why not watercolor why not other things why not oil why acrylic so i did try watercolors uh, but i keep coming back to acrylics i think acrylics is much more forgiving like you can there is no room for correction like once it has dried you can always right. go back right as opposed to watercolor where, where it is like a little more <laughs> uh, you know unpredictable the way it is going to like flow at yes. least for me i'm sure there are experts sitting there who have like of sort of uh, you know honed that skill too but uh, for me i think i am very like it's become like my it's come in my muscle memory you know painting with acrylics makes sense so yeah that's the reason <laughs> you found yourself in that yeah perfect and you you right you know uh, uh, watercolor being unforgiving and uncontrollable and uh, you know uh, uh, rachna and i had the same conversation and i i have seen this uh, you know about uh, sushma also i remember talking to her last season a uh, lot of watercolor artists that i spoken to i realized that they 
uh, thought process is absolutely different where they are where they know they cannot control watercolor and that's what they like about it they just let it go and do its own yeah. thing so they so th- that that's a very yeah. different mindset and I, of course i i i don't i, I can't do that um okay so moving so on yeah, uh, it also know, i would speaks about uh, how you are as a person like your personality it speaks to your painting so i think Correct. i am more like i am i like more control i would say like i know where i'm heading at yeah. like i know what is going to follow yeah. so that is why i think i choose choose acrylics over watercolors i think the watercolor artists they are more like flowy and they like to like ex- experiment yeah. and yeah. go with the flow so they're of, okay like, with experimenting of... correct yeah 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 <laughs> perfect you know ruchi bring this to a closure um i would like to know a little more about you as a person not as the artist only so you remember i remember you mentioned that you know when you were kids when we were kids we used to have posters of uh, bollywood stars and everything in our room um whose poster did you have when you were growing up <laughs> shahrukh khan <laughs> Oh I my still god! Do, you you grew up in Mumbai, is it? You. you grew up in Mumbai, is it? Yeah, yeah. I grew up in Matunga. Then I shifted to Navi Mumbai. Ha! <laughs> so so makes sense. Makes sense to be fangirling over Shahrukh Khan since nineties. Makes sense. Absolutely, the craze was right there. Cool. And uh, uh, what else are you into? Who is Ruchi as a person beyond acrylic paints? That's such a deep thing to talk about. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> where do i even start with it's funny like if you you can go on and on talking about so many things but when the question comes tell me about yourself and you're like black <laughs> so i am more of no, an no, this is not an hr question this is not an hr question <laughs> yeah thank god for that so i would say that i'm sort of <laughs> i am a little shy and a little bit of an introvert but i to open up with people mm-hmm. that i uh, i'm close to like it just takes me a little bit of time to warm up and then i'm like i can go on and on talking about things and uh, okay. i like to like introspect a lot i like to be i'm more into like self awareness and you know being mindful of what and how and how how i feel about things so i'm more of that kind so i, you know, I think that 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 is why i am so drawn and that is why i love painting so much Uh, when you ask me the question what is that one thing that made you decide and made the switch it is that i think it it's about recognizing and you know like milking the feelings of you know how i am at present so yeah i am more mm-hmm. of that guys i don't know what more to it's talk about myself to... but yeah i'm more no that makes sense and yeah. that also shows shows up in your paintings i feel like you know uh, it's not just you, you, i i don't see you uh, painting something which is very one dimensional i do see you painting th- things which have a lot of layers and that only comes when you're thinking about stuff and you know you're introspecting retrospecting and all of those words of course um so what else are you into apart from you know again like apart from painting is there something else that you are really uh, you really love and you're really passionate about and maybe people don't really know about that anything like that like maybe i don't know you're a big kpop fan and you are like a part of the bts army or something like <laughs> anything like that <laughs> yeah i do i i am a, a bts fan for that matter but crazy about it <laughs> i do uh, watch k dramas your your first guess it's uh, a like my wow. yeah so that wow. other than that i do solve <laughs> I do solve Rubik's cube a lot. I don't know how many people I'm like obsessed with Rubik's cube, Ooh. and I watch a lot of series like how 
we just spoke about on i must have watched the office i think five okay. or six times and you know all those nice. seinfeld and friends i watch all of those shows right. are very typical 90s kids you know like growing up very right. cliche bollywood movies also a mix of everything <laughs> so yeah and i've been a very i was a very studious child like i was uh, you know among the the first rankers for second third rankers so i've been a very diligent Ooh. very studious kid on my life which is why i think i'm very control freak and it comes in my painting my my choice of painting is also acrylics it all like speaks <laughs> of how i am as a person makes sense oh so, yeah. yeah that that in a Correct. nutshell <laughs> that that makes sense you know uh, about office of course you know the shows that you mention are the shows that i love as well seinfeld you know i have uh, thought of starting so many times that i, I honestly haven't been able to i need to because i know i like bahar se i know i will like seinfeld i know that's like my kind of show but i just haven't had the chance uh, office of course like happens to be one of my absolute favorites i've watched like a bunch of times you know uh, out of all the times i've rewatched office i have never watched that episode where michael leaves I don't know why I couldn't yeah, like make very, myself do that. I have always skipped that episode. Yeah, yeah, I didn't watch that. I have have no clue what happens in that episode. I just know Mikey leaves, <laughs> but um, I I haven't. I and you know uh, even the finale for that matter, they bring back Michael's character in just for a while. Uh, I don't know if I liked you know seeing Michael in that particular uh, um, way. I don't know. I felt he was not. Michael enough. What do you think? Like in the last yeah. finale episode when I he agree. came in, uh, in at Dwight's wedding. Yeah, right. Yeah, it didn't definitely. feel like Michael. It felt like somebody else. Even the like show after Michael, like Michael left. Yeah, even oh, yeah. after he left, I, I think my yeah. interest dipped a bit. So, but then, okay. I mean, there are other characters that I do root for and I do love. So that's what kept yeah. me going. But yeah, that even the way he leaves is a little sad. I mean, it's like what. छोटे से में ही निकल गया वो यू नो इट शुड बी अ लेटर वो ग्रैंड ही इज लीविंग इट वाज अ वेरी लाइक द सेंड ऑफ वाज आल्सो वेरी करेक्ट इट वाज माइकल लीविंग exactly it's michael yeah. leaving like in the finale also like they don't show when he leaves he just, they just show he's there and the next scene you know they are back in the office and michael is not there which was which was very weird yeah. and uh, you know uh, after michael left in fact like you know of course i agree that i i my love for that show kind of went down i was only watching because of the other characters who i still like uh, i yeah. did like one character who was very weird but then i wish they could have done so something more with this right uh, do you remember this guy called robert california which, who came in uh, after michael yeah yeah uh, yeah i don't remember which season he <laughs> was one of the guy. bosses he was one of the the weird guy correct i don't know why i found him exceptionally funny his timing was exceptionally funny he was funny. a character one, a line which i He was a character, yeah. And one line which I always remember is, you know, um, in one of the episodes where they're trying to get a magician uh, for somebody's birthday. I don't remember whose birthday, but for somebody's birthday, they're trying to get a magician. And uh, Jim, uh, uh, you know, I think uh, tries to put down the magician in one of the scenes. And Robert California tells somebody, I don't remember who, tells somebody, why is Jim treating the magician poorly? I don't know why that line. I just found so funny. Uh, this guy, and then Creed. Creed is another favorite of mine. Like, I mean, what oh world God. does Creed is... live in? I Creed swear. is just like if you remember that. Uh, 
Halloween episode where you know everybody's uh, 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 you know that murder has happened and, and Michael is running this one uh, a role play in the meeting room where you know they're talking about a murder that has happened and you're trying to find the suspects and, and he actually talks and, about and, uh, someone somebody, he. No, he runs away. He they show him running away, get into the car, and just yeah, 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 yeah. out. And the yeah, you're right. The Halloween episode where he's got blood on top of him, and everybody's like, "Oh, a nice costume," and he's like, "Thank God, it's Halloween." So yeah, it's it's crazy. Yeah. Some of the scenes, even you know, you see Creed right, in the background. In somebody way. again. Yeah, another. He was actually scenes, part of that, a you know, band. Somebody in else is doing something. Life. Creed, exactly. Creed, correct, correct, correct. I don't know if you realize that. And the magician that you're oh, yeah, talking yeah, about, correct. I'm totally the 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 uh, magician that you're talking about, and I'm totally magician. nodding over this. Is the same guy who was there in Stranger Things. The reporter guy is the magician guy oh. in the office. I don't oh. know if you've seen. No, so Stranger I haven't things. watched Stranger Things, so I have no clue. No, 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 no. Oh, I, okay. Again, <laughs> see, that, Stranger Things is where I draw my line. That's not my scene. My scene is like you know, office friends. I met your mother. Currently, flea bag. Then. Um, okay so if uh, you are into weird comedy okay and this is probably where we bring our conversation also to a close because we are now talking about every random thing on the planet but Just, if you're into it's it, all over the place watching it it's all over the place now yeah so on uh, hotstar you'll probably find this there's this thing called um, what we do in the shadows i think that's the name okay. uh, it's about vampires what we do huh, what we do in the shadows correct it's by taika waititi uh, it's on uh, hotstar and you know um, uh, it's about uh, three uh, or four rather four uh, vampires who like they just they just do it's it's very weirdly funny so if you are into it that's your genre like you know weird comedy this is like this should be up your alley it's it's very weird and it's very funny but yeah so uh, and also by the way uh, for the others uh, you know i'm so sorry we went into this whole thing if you're not into the office then probably this part of the conversation was absolutely you know a tangent for you but coming back uh, you know uh, remember i i just did a bit, little bit of a googling in the background uh, a while ago so uh, the chinese city that i was talking about where you know they make uh, replicas of all these uh, famous paintings uh. there's this village called uh, uh, dafen d a f e n uh, where they make they're famous for making the replicas of famous paintings and not just van gogh but pretty much everybody okay. all the paintings that you can think of and uh, uh, there is a youtube uh, uh, documentary on this so in case you guys are interested please do watch it um, yeah so that's that so anyway ruji coming back coming back let's finally close this my god we have spoken about everything with my classic <laughs> last question that i have asked literally everybody ruji again a very deep question which is why do you make art why do you do this uh i think at the core it's just the same answer i can answer it in different uh, forms but the core is it just gives me pure happiness i don't know if i can break it down in, in any simpler words it just makes me feel you don't purely need to. You like don't need to. happy Yeah, I, I I just wake up with a good feeling when I know I'm going to paint something. I mean, that's that's it. That's about it. So cool. So cool. So cool. So cool. If not a painter, what would you be? Apart from the copywriting bit of this, I would still be doing copywriting. <laughs> okay. Are any parallel universe? Imagine so, Doctor um, Strange takes you to another universe. What is what is Rochi doing there? I would still be doing something creative if if you know if not copywriting it would still be something related to I don't know short films or uh, scripting or writing some mm. scripts for something I, I am still coming back to the same thing because that is what is my second you know thing that I love the most so yeah 
it has to be something related to creating something yeah. you know it could be a short film or thing creating yeah. something sure script writing makes sense makes sense perfect all right so on that note ruchi thank you so much this has been a long conversation i thought we'll just do it for 45 minutes and i was <laughs> absolutely underestimating you know but the vibe that would be enjoyed there in this episode absolutely yeah right <laughs> i so enjoyed it so much for bits. making this thank happen so <laughs> Dude, thank you thank, thank you, you for so making this happen and you know uh, of course this conversation was long due we have of course uh, chatted for a long long time now but yeah this is the first time we do come face to face even through zoom of course but yeah uh, not zoom it's something else altogether but yeah uh, a virtual medium of course but yeah i do hope to catch you up if i am ever in kopalkherane in navi mumbai ever or matunga if you still go back to matunga but uh, yeah i'll definitely uh, look forward to meeting you but yeah thank you so much for your time thank you definitely. so much definitely all right so that was an insightful conversation with ruchi aka rt pants of course you know her link would be there in the show notes in case or not in case you should go and check her work out in case you already haven't of course um and yeah if you're doing that do drop by my page as well and i'll see you in a bit of course with another guest in the paper pencil podcast season 2 i don't know why i keep saying podcast is it podcast or podcast i'm not really sure anyway but yeah oh and also the instagram page of this uh <laughs> of this podcast podcast which is paper pencil podcast please do go search it follow it and do tell your friends about it till the next time cheers